knowing that God's people were in great need of him in this hour and that they lacked the resources, they lacked the technology, but they had a great heavenly father. And Jonathan realized that. Jonathan realized one day, as Sister, as Minister Brown just said, one day, Jonathan says, despite my condition, despite the fact that I don't have anything but farm tools to work with, I am, me and my daddy, me and my father are the only ones who got sharpened swords. We, we can't even uh, get farm tools sharpened, uh, Brother Bobin, because the Philistine army had all the blacksmiths. I mean, this, 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 this nation, God's people, is hovering in cave, in despair, oppressed, afraid, and we have one young man. If I heard Minister Brown right, we have one young man who says, my dad is here, but my enemy is out there. I must go and confront my enemy because my heavenly father wants this. May not be what my earthly daddy wants. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to tell him of my plans. I'm going to keep it a secret from him. But me and my armor bearer, me and the one who will carry my sword, for me, because after all, I'm the prince of Israel. I've got an armor bearer. Oh, and it's really uh, that, that says something too. Is that 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 you may not have a father who's with you, but but every 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 brother, every sister ought to have someone who who's that ride or die partner, who who who's willing to go with you. In the most dangerous, the most perilous situations, they're with you. And, 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 and you know what? It's nothing but God that gives them to you. You think you choose them, but God actually gives them. God knew that there would be such a time as this, that the armor bearer would be needed, not only just to carry the sword, but to be a ride or die partner to pursue an enemy that God says that if you have the courage to stand, if you have the courage to go, I'll be with you. And so here we got Jonathan and armor bearer. They got this, 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 this secret plan. Uh, Mr. Brown, take us on out the three. Matter of fact, read the next three verses for me right quick. And Ahai, the son of Ahitu, Ichabob's brother, the son of Phineas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, wearing an ephod, and the people knew not that Jonathan was gone. And between the passages by which Jonathan sought to go over unto the Philistine garrison, there was a sharp rock on the side on one side, and a sharp rock on the other side. And the name, and the name. And the name of the one was Bozes, and the name of the other was Sinai. The, for, the forefront of the one was situated northward over against Mishmash, 
and the other southward over against Gibeah. You, you notice that uh, Minister Brown was somewhat um, uh, distracted by me seeing talk. That's one of the disadvantages of being on Zoom as opposed to being in the classroom. See, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to feed off of the energy here. But but I heard Minister Brown say very click, uh, clearly in verse three, you would say, you know, verse three, well, why is all that there? As a matter of fact, God is trying to show you the kind of people that the father is associating with. The, the kind of environment that uh, Jonathan is coming out of, you know, this this Ishkabob, uh, you know, spiritual thug, uh, Phineas, uh, the son of Eli, a spiritual thug. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 Samuel starts off by saying the sons of Eli were worthless men. So, 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 what, what's the the association is? I mean, the the relevance here is that this is who the king is associated with. He, this is who he's got. Uh, uh, surrounded him. This is the environment that Jonathan is coming out of. These are the people that he grew up with. But God has an anointing on his life. So he says, I'm going out and I'm going to confront the enemy. I, I, I'm, I'm going right where the enemy is. And he on his plan right now is only reconnaissance. He's, he, he's going to check out the position of the enemy because while, while, while his father, the king, is sitting there shuddering in fear and, and, and disobeying God, Jonathan has the courage and the faith to trust God and move out. Two people, two people go toward a garrison of enemy. Y'all y'all didn't hear me because I, I didn't see anybody shouting in, in Mazuma. I can't hear y'all, but I can I, I can see you. Two people. We think that we've got to have a whole uh uh crowd of folk in order to accomplish something. But if God has anointed you and called you to do something, you don't care about the numbers because as uh, as uh, 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 many have stated the old timers would say you and God are a majority so it didn't matter how many folk are against what God has asked you to do what God has called you to do you've got to move out and trust God and that takes courage because when you look at the odds first of all if 600 warriors which was the number in Saul's army were afraid of the Philistines. What's two? If 600 wasn't enough to confront these rascals, what's two going to do? Little becomes much when you put it in the master's hand, when you put it in your heavenly father's hand. Don't, don't, don't worry about who's with you. Don't worry about if your daddy is with you, your family is with you, God is with you. And so this is the plan. We're going to go over and deal with this garrison. Mr. Brown, continue. Verse six says, And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come, 
and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, but there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And he's no, no, no. See, 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 Minister Brown, they thought I was kidding. They, they thought I was kidding when I said that little becomes much. You can't be thinking about what are the odds. The odds are against us. Let me tell you one thing. There are more folk that are going to be in hell than they are going to be in heaven. So when you are contesting against the folk that are down here on earth, the odds are against you. But you've got to stand. You've got to have the courage to stand uh, against the enemies of God, no matter what. And, 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 and I, I want you to look at that verse six. He says, we're going over here to this uncircumcised, these, these heathens. And we, we, we're going to stir up. We're going to get in some good trouble. Because two against an outpost, Seely, you ain't no do nothing but start a little mess. You're gonna get yourself killed. That that hey money, that's what the that's what the world would tell you. But when you've got courage and faith in what that what you're doing is for God and it is in the will of God, you move out. And he says, he says, For there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. In other words, God doesn't use a whole bunch of numbers to save folk. He doesn't worry about the numbers. As a matter of fact, to save the entire human race, I want y'all to get this. God sent one son. <laughs> he, he didn't say, he had a legion of, there were legions and legions of angels that he could have sent. But you know what he said? One son. Because God is not restrained. God is not constrained to dealing with just numbers. You and God are a majority. Yes. Minister Brown, verse 7 and 8 says what? And his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee. Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Then said Jonathan, Behold, we will pass over unto these men, and we will discover ourselves unto them. You see the importance of uh, just trusting God and not worrying about what you got or how many you got. He's got an armor bearer who's got a sword. He does have a sword because if if you read in verse thirteen, uh, uh, Sister Randall, uh, only the king and his son Jonathan had a sword, a sharp sword. Everybody else didn't have anything to fight with. But 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 God doesn't worry about what kind of resources he's, uh, that you've got because he knows he's your source of all your resources. That he can give you anything you need when you need it and as much of it or as little of it that you need. And, and, and the thing that I, I found out about God is that God doesn't work uh, uh, with a whole bunch of folk anyway. He, he works with individuals, you know, who become a whole bunch of folk. And, 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 and that because he can get, because see, you find courage 
that that's when you find true courage is that when one person is willing to stand up and say, we're going over here, we're going to get in some good trouble. We, we're going to stir up a mess. We're going to confront these uncircumcised Philistines and God is going to be with us. I'm going to show you how good God is. He's got a sword, but he's got something else. You remember that armor bearer that I told you that was with Jonathan? Listen to the armor bearer, Minister Brown. Here's what the armor bearer said. He said, Jonathan, <laughs> that's a great plan. You do whatever's in your heart because I know your heart and your heart is for God. Yeah. And if your heart is for God, any plan that you come up with out of your heart is got to be a good plan. Now, I guarantee you, if Bobby Key or James Bogan, Montgomery, Robert Newsom, Paulette Lovelace, Linda Mills, Ethel Kinshaw, if Ethel had been there, Ethel would say, look at here, I spent, I'm a retiree out of the army. That is the dumbest plan I've ever heard. What you about to say? But see, that's the importance of having folk who don't worry about the art. Not only did Jonathan have courage and faith in God, the armor bearer trusted God. He heard Jonathan talk to God. He heard the heart. He felt the heart of Jonathan and knew that, hey, if God has directed this, Ain't no need of me talking them out of this. I need to encourage this. Those are the kind of people that you need in your life. Not people who are going to discourage you. You, you. you don't need a father to say, that's the dumbest plan in the world. You, you, you don't need a partner who says, that's crazy. You need someone that says, you know what? It's crazy. But with God, we can do this. Amen. <laughs> See, you got to have somebody because, see, the folk that, that speak no to you the most are the folk who don't know the God, you know. The folk who speak no to you the most who don't, they're the folk that don't know your heavenly father. But here this armor bearer says, whatever's in your heart, hey, I'm your ride or die partner. I'll be right there with you. I'm going to hold this sword for you because I'm an armor bearer. I'm going to hold this sword for you because not only do I believe you, I believe God. That's why it's so important to have folk that are in your employment, folk that are in your circle that trust God. Then Jonathan said, behold, we will pass over to these men and we will discover ourselves unto them. Mr. Brown, Nine and ten. Let's see the ridiculousness of this plan further, because I know y'all think it's ridiculous too. Y'all not fooling me. Nine they, and ten. Okay, if they say thus unto us, tarry until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and will not go up unto them. But if they say thus, come up unto us, then we will go up. For the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this shall be a sign unto us. All, all you military giants that are on uh, this Zoom today, 
what, what kind of plan? Is that, is, is, y'all got to be realistic. What kind, what kind of plan? If somebody just off the street, I, I mean, just, just said, hey, let's go over here and attack these thugs. Uh, uh, and, and you know what? If they say, uh, 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 we'll come uh, to you, then you stay right where you are. But if they say, you come on up to us, you go into the enemy. That, that don't make sense. That I'm telling you that this uh, this was an audacious plan. Until you see who's behind it. See some of the things that we do in ministry, it don't make sense to the rest of the congregation. There's some things that you just have to do, and there's some things that 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 even when when leadership doesn't buy in, there's some things that God has called you to do. For the perfecting of the saints, for the uh, 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 the upkeep of, uh, of the uh, well-doing of ministry, he's called you to do it, and you've simply got to do it. And you got to do it despite the fact that folk are telling you this can't be done. Because it would have been very easy for the Resurrection Baptist Church to say, hey, we're just going to wait till the uh, pandemic is over with. And God says, you got all these resources. I gave them to you. You need to use them for my glory. Use what you got. Go with what you know. You can't go with what you don't know because you don't know it. Why can't you go? So when you go, God has given you certain resources. Just go. Use them and use them to the glory of God, knowing that it may not make sense to the rest of the world. Knowing that, oh, this sounds like a bold, audacious plan. Knowing that, you know, you have to go and you can't even tell everybody that you're going. And see, that's how you know it's a God. See, because a lot of folk want to show their bravery, Minister Brown, by saying, oh, yeah. I'm going to go over here and take care of these Philistines. They want everybody to know. No, Jonathan says, I'm not even going to tell my daddy. I'm not doing this for my glory. I'm doing this to the glory of God. Amen. And so that's why you go. That's why you know it's courageous. That's why you know it's bold. And, 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 and that's why you know it's of God, because this plan... Even Robert Montgomery knows that this is a crazy plan. It seems like it's reversed. It's two of y'all, y'all going over to a garrison of the one, the most fierce spiritual thugs, physical thugs. They got all the armor. They got all the swords. You got a couple. You got a, a, a couple of dull swords. You and your armor bearer, and nothing else. And you're gonna do what? <laughs> if they tell you to come up, you're gonna go up. And the reason you're gonna go up, I want you to listen to the plan now, Ethel. The reason you're gonna go up, Sister Willis, is simply because they said come up. They got all the guns, <laughs> they got all the ammunition, <laughs> they are the most fierce folk around. 
they got you, the king on the run. And because they say, come up, you're going to go up. That's your plan. Look at here. I don't suffer from cognitive dissonance every day. And if I do it uh, 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 some days, it certainly won't be this day. I got sense enough to know I ain't going into, I'm over there messing with them Philistines. A garrison, an outpost, who's in a very strategic position. But notice, Minister Brown, Jonathan doesn't even realize it's a strategic position until he goes. You will never know truly about the enemy until you engage him. That is the truth. And the truth is, God is. And God has given you a charge. So you go. Now, I want you to read very slowly for them, Minister Brown, because I don't want them to miss this. And then we're going to church. Verse 11, I want to show you something. And both of them discovered themselves unto the garrison of the Philistines. Wait a minute, Minister Brown, Minister Brown. Could you please read the scripture as printed? Did, 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 what, say it one more time. Maybe I didn't hear you right. And both of them discovered themselves unto the garrison of the Philistines. Uh, uh, are y'all seeing what uh, Minister Brown is reading? Just shake your head if you are. No, say no, that ain't it. Oh, you shaking your head? Ethel, that's it? That, that, She's reading it right? She, she really reading it right? Because if, if Minister Brown is reading that scripture right, it says that they found themselves. They discovered themselves. Understand, they were, but they were in a ravine. The garrison is up on top of a cliff. A sharp cliff. Matter of fact, a cliff, Brother Monty, on both sides. They're in the ravine. The army is up top. And it says, all of a sudden, they found themselves. They discovered themselves amongst the garrison. They went to the garrison because, remember, Jonathan had asked God, as long as you give me a sign. And see, the sign was, if they call you up to them, they have been delivered unto you. <laughs> Y'all don't get it. If they call you up, they've been delivered. Yes. That's why the plan you know, you may think it's crazy, but God is behind this. And God says that if they call, invite you in, you have, you have victory. It's only two of y'all. There's a garrison up on top of the hill. And all of a sudden, according to Minister Brown, they found themselves amongst that garrison. They, they, they looked, they did the reconnaissance. They had a plan. They knew what God had told them to do. And all of, you know what? They had the courage 
the action. Because you know why? Because faith without action, faith without works is dead. They had the courage to on all fours, climb that mountain, get up there, and they found themselves amongst the garrison. Continue, uh, Minister Brown. And the Philistines said, behold, the Hebrews come forth out of the holes where they had hid themselves. See, now it's beginning to make a little bit more sense because see, the plan that they had was that they would be invited in. That meant that the Philistines didn't have any fear. And see, when people aren't afraid of you, they are vulnerable. <laughs> Go on and tell the world, the world, the world, they're not afraid of you. They're vulnerable. Matter of fact, they are either delivered or are being delivered under you. Because when you don't work for God and folk invite you in because they're not afraid of you, they think they are masters over you. They think they control you. They think they have the power. They think they have the odds. They, they think they have the strength against you. They'll invite you in and they invite you into their vulnerabilities. These are those Israelites who've been hiding in holes, who've been hiding in their little caves and now they've come out and see Oh, we see two of them that there must be at least eight or nine hundred of them uh, left that have come out of that hole. Actually, it should have been about six hundred, little, little, little less than six hundred that are hiding holes with the king. And now this is our chance to kill them all, not realizing that they were inviting death and destruction into that camp. Verse 12 says, And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us, and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said unto his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord hath delivered them into the hand of Israel. <laughs> yep. Just like he said he would. Just like he said. See, don't think that your plans, that it's you, your plans, your reconnaissance, your skills. We know that Jonathan was a mighty warrior. He was good with a sword. And um, we know that, 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 uh, he, 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 he was prominent in battle. But if you go on to read the rest of this chapter, you will find that Jonathan, in this first exchange with these folk, he killed about 20 men of that garrison over about an acre of land. About 20 men. A sword an armor bearer, and Jonathan. An armor bearer and Jonathan killed 20 men. The king is back on the pomegranate tree. <laughs> Your daddy is right where you left him. Your father 
is shivering in a cave, running from his responsibility. Doesn't care where you are because there's no mention that he ever said, where is my boy Jonathan? But the boy Jonathan is out doing his heavenly father's business. On this day, Jonathan uh, is not concerned about informing the king. Uh, he's, not in, he's not concerned about informing his father, his daddy. And the reason why he's not uh, uh, concerned about sharing this secret plan with his daddy is because the plan was conceived by the king of kings, his heavenly father. And in it, we see the execution of this plan because it says Jonathan climbed up upon his hands feet, upon his feet, and his armor bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan, and his armor bearer slew after him. In other words, Jonathan struck him, and the armor bearer finished him off. Jonathan struck. The armor bearer finished them all. It became a team. So much so that the verse following these says that they killed 20 in only a matter of time. And if you read the rest of the story, the whole garrison was defeated, overrun when God caused an earthquake. And those 20 that are attributed to Jonathan, it was all God's victory. See, this whole thing was God's victory. If you participate in the battle, the battle is already won because of what God had told them. Once those uh, Philistines, once those Philistines, invited Jonathan and the armor bearer into that outpost, victory was secured. God had done it again. And he used Jonathan and the armor bearer simply as instruments for executing. The devil has many weapons, but God has much more powerful weapons. His expectation is that we would trust him as the heavenly father to be the kind of father always, every day, not just some days. And you know what's really interesting? All scripture is inspired by God. God here says that Jonathan slew these 20. But we see that the victory is God. God will let you share in the glory and won't try to claim the glory that is ascribed to you. 
But if you read the rest of this story, Sister Willis, you'll find out that Saul tried to take credit for overrunning this outpost. What a worthless daddy. But despite that, Jonathan always honored his father. Despite the fact that Saul was a miscreant, he was a poor leader, he took credit from his people. Jonathan loved his father because Jonathan realized one thing. Our earthly fathers may not be all that we would have them to be, but our heavenly father will never fail us. And our heavenly fathers requires that we honor our earthly fathers no matter who they are and what they are. Amen. It takes courage to honor someone who has not treated you well. It takes courage. And God is looking for the folk in the family church school here at Resurrection who would honor those who are daddies and fathers and leaders who don't live up to God's expectation, but yet you honor them. That's the message for us today. Where's your valor? Where's your courage? I would suggest that it's only found in he who gives it all. And that's our Heavenly Father. Go have victory today. Happy Father's Day. We'll see you guys. God's will next week.